Hi, my name is Donna Ritchie, and welcome to another episode of Sip Happens. So this week, my guests are Thomas Ware III, myself, and we have a special guest, Drew Tekel from Prairie Wolf uh, Spirits. So welcome, Drew. Hi, thank you. So we're really excited. I'm really stoked to have you here because Prairie Wolves, we've done a prior episode um, where we've been able to taste uh, some of your spirits. So we're really excited to have um, have you here. So just introduce us. Tell us who you are, what you represent, your position in the company. Um, okay, my name's Drew, and uh, I am one of the um, managing partners and uh, CEO of Prairie Wolf. We're, we're based out of Guthrie. Um and you know we we actually uh, had the opportunity to to acquire Prairie Wolf last year, and so we're, we're we've been doing this for a little over a year now. Um, it has been a, an exciting uh, and uh, steep learning curve year, uh, but we're having a lot of fun with it. We've got you know maintaining the what Prairie Wolf has been doing for the past uh, five years, uh, and then you know adding our own little. Um, flair to it so got some new products on the market uh got some other stuff in work so we're we're really excited that's exciting okay so you know we have i have the bet this store better spirits in anadarko our liquor store so when prairie wolf first came out before you guys acquired it we had um i, th I think they just had a vodka because i remember they did come down we had it um, it was really hard to market it and and move a little bit. It took us a while to kind of get it. I don't think, and this was early on too, um, when it, because our store hasn't been around. Uh, but then when it seems like after you guys acquired it, the reps came down, showed us again. You know, this is new labeling. I mean, the whole everything was impressive. Well, I was so you. impressed that I'm like, this is not. We've had this before, but this is not the same how did you how did you figure out what you were going to change about it whenever you acquired it um my partner my my other main partner and i um we have a series of restaurants and we've been um you know i've been in the bar game and the spirits world for my adult career um you know i have a certified sommelier spirit specialist um and so having tasted through um everything before we acquired it i had a good idea uh in my head on what what i like i like to tell people we didn't reinvent the wheel we just put a little air in the tire yeah um and so there it was it was an amazing product it just needed a few a few tweaks and so we went in and we did that you know with changing the um the corn blend um on the vodka a little bit to really emphasize that northern sweet corn so you get that nice uh sweet finish on it um to distilling it um a, an extra couple times to kind of really clean it up um we changed some of the processes on the gin um to to kind of keep um the, the astringency and, and the heat that can happen when you when you distill gin uh, with the coffee liqueur. We doubled the coffee uh, and half the sugar. Um, and so really wanted to make the coffee the focus on it. So, you know, yeah. being, able, being able to, in your mind, uh, have an idea and a game plan going into it always is, is helpful. Yeah. So are, are those three products, is that kind of your main products or the ones that were already there? When you acquired it? Or? So, yes and no. I mean, why we bought Prairie Wolf was actually to uh, to make Obahoshi, which is the, the inland-style rum that we just um, 
put on the market in October. So it's been in the market about six months now. Uh, and it's getting lots and lots of traction, not only in Oklahoma, uh, but we're putting it on a national platform. And so uh, we're getting, you know, states like uh, Illinois and Chicago area, uh, Seattle, Washington, um, New Orleans, you know, we're getting, we're getting some traction in some really cool places. And so we're hoping that that, that kind of, is, I mean, that's our baby. That's what we created from from the ground up. We had 35 different uh, renditions of it before we figured out, oh, this is the one we want to put in the bottle and put on the market. Hmm. Um, we really nerded out on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how things get perfected, you know? I mean, it's the same way with music. You hear stories about uh, certain musicians that would spend – days you know re-recording stuff and redoing things because it wasn't just right to them you know what i mean that's that's part of just uh, i guess honing your craft absolutely and you know the you you look at the people that have done it in the past and are continuing to do it at that that level and that caliber um you learn from them and and you see the drive and you see what what we can do better and um you know every day uh we we're always striving we're always in reinventing the way that we look at our own product because, you know, you look at something every day and you kind of you lose that sharpness in your vision. And so um, being able to get out to the market, talk to customers, talk to restaurants, um, like, hey, how are we doing? You yeah, know, sort of thing. Now, Obahoshi, talk a little bit about that name. So Obahoshi means the wolf uh, in Seminole. Um, and um, the reason we chose that is we actually work with the Seminole Nation in Wawoka, um, and that's where we source all of our sorghum from. And so an inland-style rum uh, is actually uh, the first American rum, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started uh, when, in 1764 with the Sugar Act uh, in the pre-revolutionary uh, war days. Uh, where the British were taxing uh, molasses and cane coming out of the Caribbean into Boston. And um, no one likes to pay taxes. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to this day. Yeah, you know, hey. <laughs> it's, it's a thing. We're built, yeah. we're kind of built on that, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, sorghum is, is kind of the temperate climate version of sugarcane. Um, it's a sweet grass. And so it grew everywhere in the Virginias and up through the New England colonies. And so they started augmenting molasses with sorghum molasses. Same, you know, same process. You press the juice out and you cook it down. It becomes a molasses honey. Um, and they would, hmm. just, they would add that in there and distill that. Um, and so we wanted to do something different. We wanted, you know, we're, there's, there's rum, there's vodka, there's, there's whiskey, you know. Every, we wanted to make ourselves unique. And so... Um, like I said, my you know, Jonathan and I are, are huge nerds, uh, and when I say huge nerds, it's like really, really huge nerds, um, and we read a lot. And so we started reading all these history books, and the one thing that kept kind of coming up in that you know, that pre-revolutionary Americana era was this inland-style rum, and it only had a run of about twenty or thirty years before whiskey, uh, as we oh. know it. Um, took it over. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, but the, I mean, we were reading, you know, it was really cool, like, you know, George and Martha Washington uh, were distilling this at their house. And so that's hmm. that's what they were distilling, at, you know, in... At, it's kind of like finding that old yeah. the old beer recipe from some monks or something. Exactly. Try to, try yeah, to exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
And so as we are going through this and we, we keep seeing this and there's nothing on the market, you know, I, I, we did our research on the market and uh, there's nothing. And so we're like, okay, cool. We, we can find this niche groove that we're going to fit into mm-hmm. and we're going to have fun with it. Well, step two was reverse engineering the recipe because <laughs> no one had a written <laughs> down recipe. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, wow. 40 pounds of this and 20 pounds. You know, no, that didn't exist. And so that's why it took so, so many uh, trial and errors. Um, you know, we started R and Ding it uh, in February last year when we bought the distillery. As mm. soon as we could legally start playing around, um, that's when we started doing it. So it took us <laughs> it took us from February to October to to, to hone wow. this in. Um, you know, my brother uh, is also one of our partners. He's he's our head distiller, and uh, he's he's a scientist by trade, so he's very meticulous. Uh, in in what he does, and so I can't say how much I appreciate him because yeah. me and Jonathan, we we tend to kind of go off into space and and dream a little bit, and he's the guy that he's the one that has to make it reality. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, okay, okay, you go. What you guys yeah. are saying is great. It physically cannot happen. It's it's a lot like it's a lot like what our office manager Ivy does here. Uh, we we tend to have these wild ideas, and then she has to go figure out how the numbers work and how it's going to come to life, and and she hates us for it. But yeah. you know, he, 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 it he, takes he all kinds. Yeah, ab- absolutely, it, it does. I, Somebody's got to do it. I, yeah, I, I, I know that I'm going to get yelled at at least once a week by my little brother. Yeah. <laughs> Which he's got to enjoy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he 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 feeds off of it. So yeah. yeah but I, but I, I like I said, I appreciate him more than than any other person on the planet. You know, yeah. that's that's really cool. Like the whole um, the native aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, using the Seminole word for for the name and and using the sorghum from from the Seminole tribe. Uh, I, I like that. And on top of the whole, you know, the made in Oklahoma movement. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, really great products that come out of Oklahoma, you know. The and and the alcohol market is one of those that's kind of kind of blossoming. Mm-hmm. Um, did the did the law change have a lot to do with that? You think or I, it's it's I in my opinion, uh, and this is my opinion. I think it's a little too early to tell. Um, I know that. Th- Everybody was, you know, was ready for some changes to happen in the laws. Um, baby steps is, is the yeah. best way of putting it. Um, you know, we can't, we still can't do um, full spirits in grocery. Um, so wine and beer only in grocery. Yeah. Which is again, that's a, that's a step forward. Um, you know, I would like to see spirits in grocery because that opens up. Our market, um, you know, tenfold on yeah. where our where we can be placed at and. I'm but, sure Donna don't want to see that. Yeah, though. that's well, like, yeah, yeah. the well, little guy's like, no, no. Well, one of the one of the cool things, uh, you know, coming from Seattle, and I saw I saw this happen in Seattle, the private privatization of of alcohol. So it was the state run yeah. going into um, privately run, and one of the cool things is for like the the liquor stores um, that were no longer they you know valid if you will i don't know if that's the right word but they turned into these niche stores yeah that were so cool to go into and like for guys like me that want to find you know some kind of weird yeah, off, just the wall, the, off the wall cordials and like you know <laughs> these vermouths that no one's ever heard of or yeah. can't pronounce and and it's and you can't find that at you know yeah. safeway or homeland or anything yeah. like yeah. that so and, and truly i think that's what i mean i know that's what we're kind of you know, banking on is is being able to. And I think it's still. I that. think it's still like that. 
I mean, just even in the wine and beer. Yeah. You know, you can go in Walmart and and ask somebody, you know, what what wine is going to go good with this steak? And they're not going to know what the hell you're even talking no. about. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> you go into Better Spirits, they're going to have an idea yeah. and say, hey, this would be good. Or maybe you try this. You know, this is something that may be a little bit cheaper if you don't want to spend that much. Exactly. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's that that customer service is always going to win out with a lot of people that's why a lot of people still go to would rather go to the small town grocery store than than to go yeah. to Walmart i and i always try to like you yeah. know where i live in north oklahoma city and um it's either go to you know walmart or whole foods or go to like my local liquor store which is down the street but i'm going to choose them 999 times out of a thousand mm. Um, just because one, they know me, I, you know, yeah. I, I know yeah. what they have. It's, you know, it's having that connection is definitely, um, yeah. something. And that, I think too, just having the pride to just being able to, to, you know, someone standing in front of all the rum and they're reaching for, I won't name any other name, <laughs> right? but right. You know, something that's really, really popular bad that words, they're always words. getting, <laughs> you know, so it's really yeah. fun to say, Hey, you know, you want to try an Oklahoma rum, like because yeah. that's the coolest thing, you know. When you when you pull that up, so yeah. yeah. And, and, so and, and, lots yeah, of Obahoshi you. has gone across the counter just by <laughs> me standing there and you know watching someone and say, "You ought to try this instead." Well, well I mean, thank you. And and I able would, to appreciate something. If somebody was making a brandy that had an Indian name on it, I would buy that, Heck you yeah. know, <laughs> instead of what I usually buy. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that's just that's that's a smart way of marketing especially in Oklahoma and it gives it you can tell Drew hint hint it gives it a, a different uh, yeah <laughs> like a different, a different niche yeah. or something you know I mean if well, you we know got some fun stuff in the works yeah, yeah. if you want so, to put some stuff in Anadarko and that's one thing too I, I do remember uh, the the bottles looked really cool like there was some kind of element about the bottles that I that I really remember sticking oh. out and like with Obahoshi uh, that bottle like that's the the graphic designer that did it, um, she is a her name's Erin Cooper. She she did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, she's a good friend of of mine and Jonathan's, and I uh, love what she did. But she took all those elements of the Native American culture. Um, like when you look at the bottle, it looks like like what it's going to taste like and what we're trying to to promote it across as. Um, you know, there's some there's some cool little like aspects to it that um and, you know as i talk to people and tell the story like you know the symbol of the wolf in the native american culture is is strength and courage um and then the rabbit uh is curiosity and mischievousness and so if you look at the label the front has the wolf on it and the back has the rabbit on it and they're staring each other down yeah you know yeah. so they're just little fun plays like yeah. that because you know while while we're trying to you know be game changers and break into this new market and be courageous and that I mean, we like to have fun. Yeah. So, okay, what were were there any barriers you had to, or any any kind of things you had to overcome in order to work with the Seminoles? Um, it was actually a really easy relationship. Um, we uh, we called the gentleman that runs the um, the National Museum in Wawoka and uh, drove out there, met with him, had a great conversation, and. Um, you know, this year uh, they planted, uh, I think it was two fields for us. Um, and then hopefully with as we're expanding and when they do the, the plant the seeds for next year, uh, we're hoping to actually double that. So, you know, really yeah. and trying to throw our support as, as much as we can to yeah. them. That's and exciting. What, I mean. are, what are your other uses for uh, sorghum? 
Um, well, for cooking, like in for our consumption, um, sorghum honey and sorghum molasses honey is delicious. It's you put it on biscuits, you put it on uh, waffles. Um, it's kind of like a, a bee honey where it doesn't crystallize. So baking with it is a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, and um, so it and it's it's got this really unique fun flavor. Um, I, I have started using it like in substitutes for honey. Oh yeah, um, and then you know the, a lot of it, um, the United States ships off to exports it to other country for feed and and things like that. So I think it's interesting. We don't, you know, that's old school. Yeah, like our the, grand folks and mm-hmm. folks. Yeah, well, and sorghum. And most people are like, what, <laughs> yeah. what, is, what is sorghum? And yeah, and you've driven by it on the highway <laughs> a million times and just not realized what you're looking at. You know, yeah. it grows everywhere. I'm gonna have to Google that now. Yeah, we're gonna have to, <laughs> to, to check that out. Of and, you know, uh, I'm I'm a country boy, so my dad would pull over and pick wild onions and mm-hmm. wild garlic and sand plums and possum grapes and I mean just all kind of wild stuff. And I I'll, I'll never remember sorghum. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my my dad was country as hell. He would smoke a dried out uh, uh, grapevine. And they would smoke them like cigarettes. And he was like, "You got to smoke them at the right at the right time when it's ripe, or else it'll give you a blister on your lip." And I'm like, "No, I'm whatever. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, good. <laughs> I'm out on that." But yeah, I'll, I'll I mean, take me some wild samplers all day long. There's so much stuff out there that just grows on the side of the road yeah. that you wouldn't even know. My dad used to pick poke salad, mm-hmm. and I mean, it just looks like weeds, and and cook it like um, like spinach or something, and. Real gritty and it's a yeah, green. Yeah, you definitely have you know? to cook that out. Yeah, you gotta you gotta cook the hell out of it. Really. Well, and 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 but, on that, like my, my partner Jonathan, uh, he he forages and he's actually one of the few licensed foragers in oh, Oklahoma. Wow. And so, like for the restaurants and stuff, so he goes on mushroom he'll, hunts he'll, and stuff. He'll, he'll, yeah. like, we'll go do you know when morels are actually morels are about to be in season, like here in the next couple of weeks, as yeah. the ground warms up just a little bit. So we'll go out and and you know get morels. We'll get garlic scape. We'll get dandelion we'll you know all that kind of stuff and then we'll put it at one of the restaurants and do some fun specials with it that's cool that's cool okay for those listeners that are just joining us uh we are talking with drew tkel from prairie we're talking all things prairie wolf spirits um so yeah Mm -hmm. so we got all excited about this obahoshi rum what uh, tell us tell us what else about prairie wolf um, so, I mean, we do have a our vodka. Um, so it's an amazing corn vodka. Everything that we do, uh, we made the conscious decision to be uh, celiac-friendly and gluten-free across the board. So no grain enters the distillery. Um, all of our um, products are either corn or cane-based. Um, so, you know, that's one thing that we, we really wanted to make sure that we were – being able to be enjoyed by everybody. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we've got the vodka as a corn vodka. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful, nice, easy drinking vodka. Um, I blind taste test it against a, another vodka company, which I won't name, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which were better. <laughs> you really are. And again, you're made in Oklahoma and, and we're that in Oklahoma. gets us excited. Yeah, And I'm not a big, I'm not a big vodka drinker. But oh. I remember the vodka that we had was you could tell a difference. You know? Yeah, thank you. It was it was good. Uh, and then we got our gin. Uh, one of the, one of the cool things about the gin is well, there's two cool things. Is one um, 
our botanicals, a lot of gins have like 25, 30, 35, 40 botanicals in there. Uh, we use four. Um, and so one of the things that, you know, we consciously do is simple, executed really well. So, um, you know, with, with that, um, you know, the gunpowder green tea, which we source from a local tea shop in Oklahoma city, um, is you don't see green tea in, in generally. Um, and then, um, we use Western red cedar as our juniper. Um, which for those that are familiar with the Western Red Sea, they're coming into, um, full force right now. And which is why your eyes are watering. Yeah. Kicking uh, everybody's yeah, ass right so, now. And it's, and it's an invasive species in Oklahoma. Yeah, so we're, really we're, we're doing, we're doing our part to, to control the population. <laughs> <laughs> and make something useful. And we're making, out of we're it. making something delicious out of it. Hey, there you go. You know, so is that like the honey or, you know, if you, you know, they say if you. Have honey have more antihistamines and work those allergies. Um, would that could the, you say no. the same for the cedar? Then I, I don't think so. Just because it's Dang it's it. distilled. Um, you know, when when you distill something, uh, you're you're just pulling over essential oils. Basically, I mean, it might help a little bit. You can definitely smell the cedar uh, Drew, on the what gin. I, <laughs> <laughs> I need I need an without, excuse. Without 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 verification, <laughs> yes. There we go. Um, there we go. This, is, this this message has not been evaluated by the FDA. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, whatever. whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, and then finally, I we can have be a... part of your R and D team. Perfect. I'll try yeah, it you know, out. We'll, I'll, let's, I'll do, let's do. Let's we'll, do. We'll, we'll, we'll do uh, two to three shots a day uh, for the course of the spring, and just let me know how and you see feel. how it works. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm always down to be a guinea pig. <laughs> we'll have mm-hmm. have a little control group going over yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. about that uh, green tea that you're mm-hmm. sourcing locally tell tell us a little bit more about that i thought that was interesting yeah so i mean um it's the 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 coffee shop or it's not a coffee shop tea shop <laughs> yeah right we'll talk, uh, talk coffee in a minute right right exactly <laughs> uh, my, my brand's already on the coffee uh the tea shop it's you know it's a local tea shop uh, the the ladies that run it um they're they're awesome people um when that this actually was a carryover from um the previous owners and um, we really wanted to continue that relationship with them um, and, and support, you know, support local as much as we can in everything that we do. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's not something that you see in, in gin um, or really any distilled spirits just for anybody that drinks tea. um, Tannins are, are a thing Mm -hmm. and it's, it's hard to control if you, if you heat, tea too long um it starts to get really bitter and astringent and so it's very fun uh for lack of a better word uh <laughs> to to work with it and you know we we lose quite a bit of our distillate because um you know my brother's in there and you know, it's tasting and smelling and as soon as um you start to get that little bit of bitterness i mean whatever's left in the still it, we it. throw it away yeah um, oh, wow. and so yeah. you know we're really really conscious on the control uh quality control side of yeah. it and um uh, making sure that there's consistency uh, you know from from batch to batch and bottle to bottle yeah. And and you know doing doing the best we can do with it. Um, you know, one of the things that there's two different ways to make gin. I'm just kind of 
little backstory on that. Um, one is a maceration method, which basically you take all of your botanicals, you put it into a pot of um, spirit, and you let it sit there, and it's like steeping your tea. You know, all huh. the flavors and oils leach out, and then you drain, you strain it off, and now you've got gin. The other way is called vapor distillation. Uh, so you put vapor uh, over um, the alcohol vapor over the botanicals, and then that alcohol vapor uh, acts as a solvent, pulls, pulls the oils out, recondense it in the, the co- uh, cooling unit, and then you have gin again. Well, my brother being the scientist that he is, goes, well, why don't we do both? Uh, so we macerate the, the tea so we don't have to worry about the the tannins coming over, uh, and then we vapor distill everything else. And so now, since we've done this, it's just this beautiful, clean product. Um, mm. You know, cool. it's we like to say it's a gin that if you drink gin, you'll love. Uh, but if you've never tried gin, it's not going to be overwhelming. Yeah. So I think that's what was impressive to me because. I consider myself not a gin drinker, mm-hmm. and but I really enjoyed the yeah. the prairie wolf. Yeah, that's that's definitely like I I normally stay away from clear stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of as a personal rule. <laughs> 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 just kind of knowing myself, it's like no, nah, better not do that. But um, <coughs> but the gin was really you know it was really good, and of course I don't have much experience with gin other than. You know, lime twisted and mixed with orange juice or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'll, I'll tell you. Here's a quick cocktail that's delicious with our gin, and it's super easy to make. It's called a bee's knees. It's a very classic cocktail. Um, it's an ounce and a half of our gin, of the loyal gin, uh, three quarters of an ounce of honey, uh, and an ounce and a half of fresh lemon juice. And you shake it up over ice and strain it. A little cracked black pepper on top of it. It's it's so good. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of black pepper on top of a on top of a drink. Yeah, it it, it kind of it just makes it pop. That that's interesting though. I mean, I have started to see more spicy elements mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in alcohol. Um, I think before all I remember is like you know cinnamon schnapps or something like that. You <laughs> no. know what I mean? Something There's such I, an I, I, art I did, to I did it. Plenty yeah. Of that There's too. such yeah. an art to it. <laughs> You so, taste like okay, it just so your teeth. After, aftershock in <laughs> yeah. high school. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We talked Prairie Wolf vodka. We talked Prairie Wolf gin. We've talked the inland style rum. Mm-hmm. So you have one more. I do. Right? Yeah. So we've got um, dark coffee liqueur. Uh, my favorite. I remember it this is. Uh, it's, it's so dangerous. Oh my uh, gosh! It, it is really. So that is exactly what I tell our customers when they come in. I'm like, be careful. It's well. We, here's the thing: is we. It's an all natural product. We are the only uh, all natural, and this is uh, FDA certified all natural uh, coffee liqueur uh, cool. uh, in the U.S. And so, doing that, we're very proud of it. That we, um, that when you know, making it with real ingredients, like if you put. Um, it into a cup of coffee, it disappears because it's made with coffee. Yeah. So it just kind of makes like a vanilla molassy coffee <laughs> and then pour into it your boss goes, uh, you, <laughs> you should probably go home. <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing about it. Like, I don't drink coffee either, you know, and I never have. I never, I've never liked coffee. You know, I've tried it and I'm just, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But whenever we tasted the coffee liqueur, I was like, that's pretty good. Like, I, I could drink that. Yeah, so, I mean, and it, it starts from the process. So it's it's my three doors down neighbor. His dad owns the coffee plantation in Kona, Hawaii. 
Um, he ships the coffee to Oklahoma. Uh, we do, uh, you know, we roast it in his backyard, and then we make the cold brew out of that. And then it's molasses, uh, Mexican vanilla, and vodka, and that's it. I mean, there's there's wow. nothing else to it. So you know, again, keeping that's the simple cool. ingredients yeah. Uh, yeah. and and making it the best you can do it. And I, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to pour it over either like vanilla or pistachio ice cream. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I think yeah. we talked yeah, about we that. Yeah, we did actually. And yeah. we talked about snow cones. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a snow cone snow stand cone. next door to the store, right? Yeah. I'm like, just pull up, ask for ice. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're if you have an ice cream maker at home, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I, I, and if you know, we've been like we on our social media sites, uh, at PW Spirits on on Instagram. Um, there's a bunch of people that post like they're baking cakes with it or pies mm, yeah. or, you know, they're like, I've, I'm seeing stuff. I'm like, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think we just mixed it with little or, farms. Or, 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 or the, or the great thing. Here's, here's what I've been telling people. Take a bottle, put it in the freezer. And then when you get off of work, go home and take a shot of it. It's a cold brew shot that just has a little booze in it. There you go. But it's mm-hmm. cold, like chilled, like the, like you would do like a fireball shot or something like that. Um, that's how I would like, just do that. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds great. I mean, I'm going to have to go home and do that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing the rest of my day. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yes. All I'm, right. I'm well... We want to thank you, Drew, so much for joining us. So in, let's just kind of wrap this up and kind of sum it up. Kind of sum it up. That's yep. the word I'm looking for. I, maybe go. I need a coffee. <laughs> Liqueur. All right. So sum it up. So we had, what did we just talk about? So we did the vodka. The vodka. We did the gin. Yep. We did the coffee liqueur. And then we did obahoshi. Okay. Obahoshi. One more question, too, before we go out. Sure. So um, this distillery is it open to the public like if i stop by would i be able to say hey drew get a tour so Can unfortunately, I get a tour? <laughs> unfortunately right now no um we are working with um the oklahoma legislative uh, body to try and get some wording change when um the the craft beer and wineries uh then when they then that all changed that they could have tasting words but there weren't any distilleries right. in Oklahoma at the time. So they didn't change uh, that wording for, for distilled yeah. spirits. So unfortunately right now we are uh we are closed, we're not open to the public. Um but I'm hoping that that will um change sooner yeah. rather than later. I think seeing that process would be amazing. Fingers crossed too, exactly. as well. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, we'd love to we'd love to do but you can like we do fun stuff like if you're in Guthrie on one of the red brick nights, um, you know, we're out there giving out t shirts and um you know branded stuff and we work with a couple of the local uh bars and restaurants in Guthrie um you know so we're we we really try to do what we can within the community as well there you go that's That's great that's what we like to do so if you're around the Anadarko area you know you can find any of these products at Better Spirits if you mention um Talk Jive if you mention Sip Happens or Prairie Wolf if you mention Prairie Wolf I have a little bit of swag that uh, Jeff brought us down, and we'll share that with you. But you'll also get 10% off uh, that purchase when you yeah. mention that. So we want to thank you all for joining us for Sip Happens. Be sure to catch us every week on Talk Jive Radio at talkjive.org at 1 p.m. Central each Saturday. You can also catch up on past episodes by visiting the Talk Jive Radio podcast page at talkjive.org. Until next week, thank you for listening to Sip Happens only on Talk Jive Radio, indigenous and independent.